another episode of Chasing Geek with me, your host, Selena Angotti, and as always... Matt Mueller, how's everybody doing? And this week, we have another special guest, Taylor! Oh my gosh, that's my name. I know! That's me! I, I could also go V. Taylor, or V. Davis, or, you know, Super Taylor Moon, uh, oh my god, you go we gotta pause on that for a second. Is that, is that an actual nickname? Uh, that is my Instagram and my Twitter, Super that is Taylor Moon. freaking yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm trying right. to like go by like Taylor yeah, Moon on for, stuff now. For a while you also went by uh, Victory. Oh, uh, don't bring that up. That was a while ago. So. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> we won't. No. Well, it was um, like, you know, college. You want to yeah, try and like, no, make a fresh start. It's fine. The, the thing about you doing that made me think about my name. If I did want to like have... A name that wasn't mine, but I could easily do Luna Marie. Ooh, that's nice. Because yeah. my name is Selena Maria. Yeah. Selena almost, means moon. It almost sounded like you were going to rap there for a second, because it was like, my name is Selena Maria. <laughs> like, it had kind of a beat to it. And I was really disappointed um, that you did not. <laughs> me rapping. Oh, but um, if you were Luna Maria, then it would be like Super Taylor Moon and Luna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. But, I mean, I Selena means moon. Um, and then Maria and Marie is not that different. So Luna Marie would be You know what my name means? You told me this. I don't remember, though. Because I tell everybody because I think it's like a, I think it's a self-confidence issue. But I tell everybody it's, uh, it's gift. Yeah, gift. My, my name means Do you want to know gift. what my name is? I tell my wife means? that all the time. She doesn't like me right now. Um. No, what is your name? Oh, uh, literally, uh, <laughs> it means Virgin Taylor. Like uh, someone who alters clothes the, and has never had sex. The V um, <laughs> is a different. Yeah, the V's my, from yeah, something. My my name is Virginia Taylor, and uh, but I go by Taylor. Like yeah. I've got my middle name my whole life. You look way more like a Taylor or a V than a Virginia. Yeah, you do honestly, not look like Virginia. Never guessed. Virginia. I no one ever does. Yeah. And see, usually I made an exception for the podcast. Uh, I usually don't tell people what the V stands for. I sign things like V Taylor, uh, yeah. and people are like, because it looks fancy, and I write, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like professional, and people are like, what does the V stand for? I'm like, <laughs> I, it's a mystery. if you guess, I will tell you. But they never get it. It's always Victoria. I'm like, bitch, would I keep it a secret if it was Victoria? <laughs> no. I would not. It's my grandma's name. It just feels very old-fashioned. It mm. doesn't really suit me. And none, yeah. of the, none of the derivatives do either. I'm not really a Ginny. I love Harry Potter, but I'm not. It just so for yeah. a while, you went by Jenna, which I did think suited you, too. Yeah, Jenna does. See, that, that's the story, is my parents were going to name me Jenna, right? How do you spell Jenna? J-E-N-N-A. Yeah, like a human would, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad wanted to spell it G-I-N-A, which is... Gina. Gina. Or Gina, if you're nasty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> by that, my name is Salina, which when people say that, I want to slap them. Because you do not say Christina. Do you, you really say Christina? Yes. Every time I see someone says that, I just, I have to like hold in this impulse of slapping their face. It's like, no. Because again, who pronounces you, a name like, like also, that? Also, do you say Christina? No, it's Christina. <laughs> so it's Selena. That's really funny. <gasps> but yeah, they couldn't agree. And, you know, I'd been born. So they had to make a decision. So they were just like, ah, fuck it. It's Taylor. It's Taylor. It's Taylor. It's Taylor now. Taylor now. I thought they were being like all clever and yeah. stuff. It's actually like the seventh most popular girl's name for my birthday. <laughs> Oh, man. Because there was, like, a soap character that, named Taylor. That reminds me of uh, my middle brother. His name is Caleb. And when my mom gave him that name, mm-hmm. 
it wasn't that popular, but then he goes to school and there's like five other Calebs. See, that was never an issue with me because it was Matt, Matthew. Like, there's 80 See, million Matthews, Yeah, there's right? a ton of Matthews. Yeah. That's because, well, in fairness. I mean, just like there's a ton of Michaels and there's a ton of Wills. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why my child will be named something completely different. I mean, I have, like, the perfect name. What is the name? Now I gotta know. No, my name is the perfect name. Oh, my I name. you had a name. Oh, no, picked. I mean, I know, I do, I do, is Stella Luna Marie. Stella Luna Marie. Marie. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's the name. Yeah, because, like you know, Stella Luna is moon and stars. But what about a boy? Dominic, I didn't choose middle Stella name. Stella Luno, obviously. <laughs> it, would, it would probably be Dominic. <laughs> That's a very Feebo thing. Dominic's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, my mom once told me that it, if I had been a boy, she wanted to name me Dominic. My dad would have never agreed to that, but that's what she wanted. And I'm like, I do love that name. Yeah, and it's yeah. also like, it's a very Italian name. And I would have been Christina, by the way. Oh, wow. Christina. So, or Christina. So essentially, <laughs> I was like, Mom, you picked the two most fucking common names. Yeah. No, There's well, 80 million or, Christinas. Or you could have been like a Jessica. There's a ton of Jessica. There's a ton of Jessica. Or Ashley's. Another. Yeah. Every Ashley I've met has been terrible. So many Ashley's. <laughs> Sorry, just saying. Anyway, um, I was okay. going to be Forrest, but then uh, Forrest Gump came out and, and my mom like, didn't no. want me to get yeah. <laughs> good good on yeah. her. No, no. I mean, I, it didn't work. I got bullied anyway. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I did too. Uh, but I do know a Forrest, and he's pretty awesome. Total nerds, but I mean, I love total nerds, obviously. It fits I'm with doing the name. Uh, a podcast. So, speaking of nerds, about nerds. Uh, speaking of nerd stuff, right? yeah. So, there's a lot of uh, new nerd stuff that came out this week in our news segment. How about you say it? Oh. Yeah, you say it. Yeah. Because so, I honestly forgot about let's, the name. Okay, let's do that again. <laughs> so in our new segment, Geek This Week. Woohoo! I came up with that. I coined that phrase and I told them they owe me $2 every podcast. I'm <laughs> um, very excited to collect. Out of our currently non-existent <laughs> income. So, um... Two divided by zero. Well, I'm sure once this gets picked up by like NPR, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Or, you know, Maximum Fun or How Stuff Works, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of those nice. Or, or HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs> whatever, comes, whatever comes first. So that's what we should just make our website now. HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to talk about two trailers, uh, actually a bunch of trailers have dropped over the last, yeah. it was Super Bowl weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so Solo, Star Wars Story. The movie that everyone thought would actually never see the light of day for a minute there. And then Venom. Yes. Both dropped in the mm -hmm. last week. Um, so I have very weird and strong feelings about both of these trailers. Okay, so okay, so for Solo, we start there. Yes. Okay. How about, like, I'll, I'll just start on both these because I'm kind of approaching both of these franchises from, like, an almost layman point of view. Yes. Because... That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm... You know, it's just, like, I consider myself to be a nerd. I'm mm -hmm. into tons of nerdy stuff, but the really big franchises, when it comes to like really big sci-fi and really big like superhero action, mm -hmm. I've never been like as into it as everybody yeah. else. But I still enjoy them. You know, that's one reason why we do this podcast. Yeah. To kind of be an intro to those things. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I just saw Last Jedi when it came out. Oh, on. yeah. So, I do watch Star Wars. I've been really enjoying like the uh, new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So with Solo, 
we like just watched the trailer. Yes. And literally the only thing I could think of was, damn, Donald Glover, you look so good. I love him. I love everything he does. Can we just have a movie about him? About Lando. I think about that character. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be solo. It should be Lando. Telling from the reactions on social media, that is like the the biggest prevailing and thing you is know that what? he looks he's great in the movie. Barely in the trailers yeah, too, but yet any time he's in the, he steals it. Yeah, he's when he when he was cast for that. It was like, role, oh my gosh, yes. I yeah, because I don't care. Like I come from this. Like I like Star Wars. Yeah, I enjoy um, Star Wars. I grew up watching the trilogy yeah. and you know VHS box set that my dad had. Yeah, you know when they announced this movie though, I could have cared less because like that's not necessarily Same. story I. I, I don't need this story. Yeah, but I'll enjoy. I mean, I'm sure I'll go and enjoy it or whatever. And then when um, the director took over, mm-hmm. uh, which Ron Howard took over, uh, I was a little less excited because I was like, "Oh no!" Ron Howard directed this. Ron yeah. Howard came in, stepped in for the team behind the Lego Movie, I believe, was originally going to be doing this. Which is and a weird. It's a weird choice. Choice. But then they stepped off. Well, actually, no, they got let go, and then he came in to finish it. So you, it's like half him, half them. If you hear any jingling, there's a cat on my lap, oh my and she Lord, just hops up. Really, I mean, she's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Such um, a so okay, I still feel like I don't need this film. Yeah. But I do need more stuff from Donald Glover. Yeah. I need all the stuff from him. I agree. Like I don't think I could have enough stuff from him. There's thing. There's a, a campaign like let him be Spider-Man. I'm like, let him oh play. yes, Please. yes. I love yes. Because like, he's good in every, cause he's yeah. good in everything. I've yet to see him in something bad. Yeah. So yeah. even when he just did like his little segments on the Adventure Time. Um, oh yeah, that's Jinder right. He's Marshall Lee, like, right? Um, and yeah, then he does uh, his so stand-up show really good too. I watched yeah. a couple of his stand-up. And on Community. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge oh into like see, uh, sitcoms. Community like that. is where I was first introduced to him, and I'm like. He's so good. And then I saw him in other things. I'm like, you're so good. And yeah. it's like, oh, he also does music. What? He's just phenomenal. And then now he's in Atlanta. Yeah. They're doing season two now. Right. Uh, they think they just finished it uh, as far as filming. And then he's doing a, he's voicing Deadpool in a Deadpool animated series. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dude's everywhere right yeah, now. He so, deserves, like, all I mean, I know, I know. Right. in the world. Um, so... So that's my, my take on it. I didn't think anything else. My yeah. other, I have two other like things. One, this feels kind of like just another Marvel movie. Like the way the trailer was presented, mm-hmm. it kind of just feels like, you know, hey, here's another superhero film thrown out, you know. Solo? Yeah, that's okay. like how the trailer feels. Has a template feel yes. to it, right? Okay. Uh, it feels a lot like the trailers that we've gotten for other big, you know, Marvel stuff recently. Yeah. Other than like Logan, because that was just a weird, like. Yeah. Oh, does I forgot it about Ant Man and the Wasp um, came out too that trailer. Yeah. Um, um, so when it, I feel really weird because it didn't feel like a Star Wars trailer. Okay. Um, felt like a superhero trailer, and then two. Um, is Amelia Clark going to be like a love interest? Which I mean, Solo can totally have. Yeah. Was really that who was in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, that was her. Yeah, <laughs> I did not recognize her. He can totally have relationships before Leia, but yeah. also I don't want to like have this feeling of he should have been with her instead of her. Like I don't want even yeah. the least little bit of that like on my conscience. I am. I would imagine they would 
rectify that storyline wise. I I hope that she's just like a cool friend, but or she dies. There's no way she's a cool friend. Come on, she'll they'll most likely handle it. (laughs) I know. Knowing knowing the sometimes she's gonna die tragically. Yeah, which is why he can't say I love you. They're gonna (laughs) yes. I mean, you just said it though that they're gonna retroactively explain that. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want if it. If she survives, call me freaking surprised. I don't I'm, want I'm going to be like so surprised if they manage to do that. <sighs> but I'm a, I'm but a, I hope they do. And I hope it's more than that yeah. because she's a good actress. Yeah, she's she a good actress. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm try. So the other Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. I had to keep my hopes low because I wanted to be super excited for yeah. them. This I'm having like the exact opposite. <laughs> I think a lot of people are, yeah. Um, which also it's like I don't understand. Okay, so uh, do you have anything else to add to the trailer? Um, I am, I, and I try to not be like uber judgmental on like a first trailer or whatever. Yeah. So I try not to because be also like, trailers can be really misleading. Yeah, so I'm gonna wait for more footage before I mm-hmm. judge a performance because that's not yeah. fair. However. I am not so far, you know, like, very impressed with, um, and I don't know the actor's name, uh, but the actor who plays Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, what was there was just felt kind of stilted. It didn't feel like, it felt like someone trying to be charismatic. Like, it felt like someone's <laughs> not, not, really trying yeah. to be suave, and it doesn't... It's just really, uh, like a paradox. Right? Yeah, yeah because... It, it's effort, it's supposed yeah. to be effortless. That's just who you are, and it didn't feel that way in the trailer. Like, when he's delivering those... Yeah, oh, I, I can I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what I thought actually. Um, like in in the I teaser, I thought you didn't have any other thoughts. I know. <laughs> How dare you? Lie. I usually don't have thoughts in general, <laughs> but uh, when he in the teaser trailer in the very first scene, you see like just a like a jacket sleeve like flipping some dashboard things and like a like a little shock of brown wavy hair. I'm like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was just thinking, I'm See, like, like I said, it feels like yeah. a Marvel movie Even trailer. the way it went to the beat. Of yeah, that exactly. Scene. That's a very and, uh, Guardians with, thing. Yeah. With Chris Pratt in particular as, uh, you know, Peter Quill. Yeah. It's so effortless. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's Very much. Great. If you compare those two side, that footage of those two side by side. And they're they're kind of like similar. In yeah. Character. Yeah. Like anti-heroes, you know, rogue. And, and I would go, swap. oh, one nails Lady it. Killers. And one feels like it's not yeah. quite there yet. So it remains to be seen. I, mean, yeah, I will judge it. Yeah, because yeah. so, again, like you, you know, the way yeah. the setup, it could be very different in the film. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So Venom. Venom. My That's first say, thing, <laughs> I kept. Well, I had two thoughts when it first started. One. Oh, I love one. God. Can't do them. God, I love Tom Hardy. <laughs> okay. So fucking attractive. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that who's in the trailer? Yeah, yeah I'm so him. bad at this. Because <laughs> uh, also it makes me think of him with like puppies and dogs because he loves dogs. And there's so many pictures of him with dogs. <laughs> so that that was. And like, we know why Selena is watching this movie. Now. So that kind of like overwhelmed <laughs> me a little at first, and then I'm like, okay, so are we actually gonna see him as Venom? When are we gonna see it? Oh, okay, now the trailer is over. over we didn't yeah. see him as Venom. Um, that's most of my thoughts, really. So, yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, the layman perspective. All I know about Venom, because I don't really read comics, I've only seen a few movies from, like, back before Marvel kind of rebooted, you know? Yeah. 
uh, I remember when I was in middle school, I was very obsessed with Spider-Man 3 because oh, it was yeah. just emo as all get out. <laughs> and that Tobey Maguire, you know, in the, oh, in the walking club, out the, uh... like with the, you know, fedora, <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. eyeliner. Oh. I was all over that. <laughs> but I was also 13. Yeah. And, like, yeah. trying to be, uh, you know. <laughs> so, um, I remember Venom from that movie, the character is who? Like, it's his friend or something? Is Eddie Brock, who is essentially... It's been kind of done a couple different like the ways. The Green Goblin's son or something like that? I can't remember. In, I think they... Oh, I'm trying to remember exactly it's what they did for I've the movie. Yeah, because it's been a minute. Yeah. In the comics, though, he's actually a photographer that works at the Daily Bugle. Okay. He gets fired um, because of something, something, something that Spider-Man... A domino effect that Spider-Man caused, essentially. Mm-hmm. He gets wrongfully fired. He gets mad, mm-hmm. wants to... You know, essentially, like, wants to get back at Spider-Man for costing him his career and all this other stuff. And this symbiote is attracted to that, and the they see a common enemy, yeah. and so they, they bond. I forget what it is in the movie, because it's something different. They, they change yeah. that a little bit. Um, but that's who, he's, that's who he is. In this one, it's not going to be that. It's probably going to be a little more like Flash Thompson, which he became Venom in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of like a military thing, arms dealer okay. yeah. stuff. So I think that's what they're going for here. I don't it, really the, know. That part reminded me a little bit of like Wolverine. <laughs> the way they shot it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that reminded me. <laughs> I mean, Marvel movie, Marvel movie. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which technically, you know, Star Wars is owned by Disney. Yeah, Disney it's all Marvel. It's all yeah. Marvel! And Venom's Sony. Yeah. So Venom, and that was like somebody in our chat room was like, yeah. Marvel movies, I don't know. I was like, okay, whoa, you got to make a distinction. Yeah. This is not a Marvel Studios no, film. No, it's a this Sony This is a film. Sony spinoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Homecoming was more Marvel yes. than Sony. So it's kind of in this weird little limbo. And Spider-Man yeah. may or may not appear. It's, it's kind of like a bubble universe that is attached yes. to the other. Very like, much so. Yeah. And those characters will, like, appear. My biggest thing with this, because I've, I've essentially written, like, five articles today about fucking reactions to this movie. This I'm teaser sure. trailer. This is, like, minute and whatever teaser yeah. trailer. Um, but uh, I wrote a whole thing about, like, people were, like, like lampooning it for the very fact that he does not appear. Yeah. Like, Venom does Which, not appear. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why that could be. Well, and someone made a really good point, by the way, that filming on this wrapped two weeks ago. There is no way in hell <laughs> that CG and all the post is near done. Mm-hmm. And what someone raised the point of, they did this with Justice League, and they did this with other movies, where they release a a shot of something that needs heavily done. Justice League did this. So the yeah. first trailer, they showed the whole league. Everyone lambasted it for, oh my god, Cyborg's armor looks fucking terrible. Oh my god, uh, her lasso looks awful. Everything that was like CG, they were like, it looks terrible. And then like, over the next seven months, they would release new trailers with extra sheen from that studio. Because it takes time. It takes time. And then everyone was like, by the end of it, everyone was like, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, you think? Because it's like a whole year process. So this, I see Sony going... Let's not release something that looks terrible just to get it out. Let's wait. And then yeah. also someone made the point of there is eight months. No. no. Uh, when does this come out? This comes out November? October. 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 So there's a lot of, there's literally uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, 
there is Avengers Infinity War. There's another yeah. Spider-Man. It's the animated Spider-Man movie. And then there's one other movie somewhere in there. Oh, and then Jurassic World. And then all the other non-superhero tent poles yeah. that you have coming this year. So they have to save something for six months down the line to mm-hmm. get you interested. And what are they going to do? They're going to show Venom. Yeah. And you're going to see him and you're going to remember it. So I, there yeah. are, I'm not going to go overboard and say this was like terrible. It yeah. also wasn't the best trailer in the world. Also, what the hell is his accent supposed to be? <laughs> is he Scottish? Is he, or is he Welsh? <laughs> Where does he come from? His, his accent is all over the place in this trailer. And I was trying my damnedest to figure out where he came from. If you had a chance to sling a web, <laughs> like, would you? He, like, he's so all over the place. So that was that's my funny. number one. And that's probably not a good trailer if yeah. you leave it going, what was his accent? I don't care about any of the other crap. I mean, I, can, I was just, you know, caught up by his looks and yeah. just unable to think about anything else. Uh, <laughs> I actually just remembered... Uh, I was kind of like on board with it, like the the narration was kind of cool, you yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. And then uh, they cut back to it. He's like, he, you see him on like a hospital bed, yeah. like from above. And then he cuts back to it, and he's like doing that jerky, like ah, like conjuring, yeah. kind of like yeah. fast cuts. The kind of I'm like, seizuring oh, type. I hate yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me be like, well, this is gonna be like a PG thirteen piece of garbage, basically. Like, and it's supposed to be R. Really? Supposedly. What? It has not been officially rated yet, but it's supposedly um, it's supposed to be R, and I'm like, I didn't see anything in there that was R. Okay, also, again, we were talking about like people in roles. Yeah. I'm not sure how he's going to do as Venom. Like, he's yeah. a good actor. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed him in, like, his stuff. Yeah. But, like, example, when Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Green Lantern? you got to bring up Green Lantern. Was Deadpool. Oh. I was super excited right away. <laughs> when I found out he was doing also Green Lantern, I was like, I can see it. Yeah. I could. I have so many thoughts. But we we're going to have to do, podcast. I was like, we're going to have to do an episode because. But Deadpool, I totally get heart. you. Yes, tell him um, I'm with you. Uh, but Deadpool, like, I'm like, he's like made for that role. Yeah. Um. Tom Hardy being announced for Venom, I'm like, oh, I'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I like I I have like no expectations, you know. Whereas like with the Han Solo, you know, we're like, eh, yeah, it's a lot of shrugs. Yeah, it, um, the shrug emoji is like how yeah. I describe Solo. And you know, with the Tom Hardy, I'm like, I have no idea. Man. But you don't care. I don't care. He could read the phone book, and you'd be fine. Also, Actually, I know, probably would watch. Yeah, that. yeah, probably. Also, Demi Lovato yeah. has that in common with you. You have that in common with Demi Lovato. Cool. Not I mean, that it matters at I mean, all. I just she's fan, awesome. So. <laughs> and if anyone knows how to get tickets to her damn show here, I, I want. I please call me, text me. I don't know. You I don't think know like money's doing. involved, but I know. Funny. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> get tickets. It's in March anyway. Well, is, is it like sold out already? <laughs> no, I just um, have to budget buying tickets, yeah. and other crap keeps coming up. Oh, I know. I know. It's like I have to renew my tags. By the end of next month, and I'm like, isn't that time already? Do I pay the electric bill, or do I go see Demi Lovato and DJ Khaled? I don't um, care about DJ Khaled. Do I go see Demi Lovato? The answer is obvious. You go and meet Demi Lovato and seduce her, and then she pays your electric bill. Boom. I mean, though, I would go and I would seduce her, and then I would pay your electric bill. And you walk in, and I'm actually already in the room. <laughs> A glass of wine, no. like, oh, look who it is. The. <laughs> 
the end result here, the summary of all this is Demi Lovato is amazing and can yes. pretty much anyone. So there you go. Great. Yeah. yeah. And my electric bill's covered either way, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so okay. yeah. So anyway, that's our thoughts on the trailers. Uh, so moving into our main topic. Yeah. So. They brought me on to talk about the thing I am absolutely an expert on, which is Mystery Science Theater 3000, my favorite television show of all time. So you're going to be, so like how you were kind of in like the last conversation of like the layman in this. I come in, that's, this is where okay, I come in. Same, 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 same. Okay, okay, so this is, um, again, kind of like mentioned, like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, like as in, you know, this podcast, not this episode is because there's a lot, I'm into a lot of nerdy stuff, but there's also a lot of nerdy stuff that I haven't gone into yet and it can be kind of daunting. So not only do I want Especially to get into the like yeah. yeah yeah so not only do I want to get into it but I want to be able to help other people that have the same feelings about oh my gosh there's so much where do I start yeah, yeah. and with this especially I, I can understand how it would be like where do I start it's and, been around a long time you yeah. you know you I always I've known of it oh yeah but I've never yeah. just I, I can, really you know yeah. I know the logo I know you know the silhouettes. I know uh, what it's about. Yeah. Just, I've actually well, never seen it. For, for people who don't know what it's about, I'll go ahead and say, Mystery Science Theater is a, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it ran for like 10 years, and they, well, technically, there's a lot of technicalities you get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they just rebooted it on Netflix. They have, uh, I think, it's one season, I think maybe like 15 or so episodes. Okay. And they're making a season 12, which I didn't know about. I was Ooh, really excited. Nice. They had the big Kickstarter that um, the creator, oh, Joel Hodgson, okay. made. And it was wildly successful. They have all these celebrities in the new season, uh, like uh, Felicia Day oh, and yeah. Patton Oswalt. Um, fantastic together as like the mad scientists. Yeah. And then, Also, I just love Felicia Day. She's fantastic. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld made a cameo, I think. Oh. Like, uh, I, I kind of binged it, and then... I love Pat Oswalt, so... Yeah, no, so he's much. great. <laughs> you know, I love the S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes when he's in there. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so he's I should... Awesome. The premise of the show is actually explained really well by its theme song. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if you're ever confused and you just want, like, a, you know, just watch the theme song, honestly. Okay. Because it tells you exactly... I could sing the whole thing, honestly, but I'm not going to. I was like, oh, I boo. mean, you just said okay. <laughs> boo. Okay. It goes, in the not-too-distant future... Next Sunday, AD, and I'll do Joel era. There was a guy named Joel, not too different from you or me. He worked at Gizmonic Inst. Do I have to do this? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> now it's too, it's you, gone too you far. You it. have to do something. He worked at Gizmonic Institute, just another face in a red jumpsuit. He did a good job cleaning up the place, but his bosses didn't like him, so they shot him into space. And <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it keeps going. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yes. Uh, they send him cheesy movies, the worst they can find. La la la. He has to sit and watch them all, and will monitor his mind. I'm so sorry for anyone like listening. By the way, <laughs> like please, like just we'll, we'll tell you like when to skip forward to go look it on on YouTube. No, that was fantastic. Um, well, yeah, it's like so. Okay, so the premise is, um, in the not too distant future, this guy is mm-hmm. shot into space by his bosses who mm-hmm. didn't like him. Yeah. And is forced to watch bad movies, and they monitor his brain while he does. Yes, and okay, cool. The, the thing is, he's he's up in a satellite, mm-hmm. like they call it, satellite of love, shaped like a giant dog bone. And um, <laughs> he has his his robots. He's he's an inventor. Everyone mm-hmm. who works at Cosmonic Institute is an inventor. 
and even though he's like a janitor <laughs> and uh there's a part in the song where it's like you know uh, he can't control like where the movies begin or end because he used those special tarts like to build his robot friends right so the two ones everyone will recognize probably instantly are his two like co-hosts yeah crow t robot the little gold guy with yeah. kind of like the hockey net yeah and uh the beak uh and then tom servo uh, he is the little gumball machine with the hover skirt, and he's red and yeah. white, and he has little, you know, little spring arms that don't do anything, <laughs> kind of flop by his side. So they're both great. Uh, then the two other robots that don't get as much screen time, uh, Gypsy is the female robot. Uh, I didn't realize there was a female robot. Her name is Gypsy. Her name is Gypsy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> her dog's name. I was thinking about that when I came in, and she has like kind of a snake-like body like most of her body is like this long tube <laughs> and uh then her head is kind of like has like a flashlight for an eye and like big kind of chompy mouth um i think he made it like out of a car seat or something like that like these are all puppets <laughs> i should say they're not like people playing i mean you just described my senior class photo but whatever it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool, uh, gypsy is kind of a doofus they uh explain it off as she's running like the higher functions of the ship uh, so that's why she's not in the theater with him uh, and she's like, God, I have supports like this because like one of the writers is voicing her. <laughs> Jim Mallon voiced her for a long time. And then Cambot is the one who actually films the show. So okay. you never see Cambot. We're seeing the show through Cambot's eyes. Okay. And every like once in a blue moon, they'll show him like a visual gag where uh, he puts up little edits on the screen. I think that's only happened like twice. <laughs> Like, I feel kind of bad for Campbell. So, yeah, people do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, that's so sad. Doesn't get any screen time. So yeah, it's uh, the show is separated into like two main eras, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's the Joel era. Uh, Joel Hodgson is the creator of the show, and he okay. was like the human host from seasons like technically season zero. It, it premiered. It was a season zero. Yeah. So before <laughs> MST3K got picked up by the Comedy Channel, which is now Comedy Central, mm-hmm. it ran on the local like Minneapolis station, uh, KTMA, and those were pretty rough. <laughs> um, people will pretty much tell you like not to watch them until you oh. got into the actual show because it was all improvised, none of it was scripted. Wow. Uh, the rest is all scripted. And uh, the robots were really creepy. Like <laughs> he was basically doing all this stuff himself. It's really cool. To see like how he made like all these sets and but all these But you almost like, have to have puppets. an appreciation for the show already to to enjoy them. Is yeah, that kind of how they're it terrifying. Is? Okay. <laughs> uh, like there's prototypes of the robots, right? Like there's I think Servos I can't remember if Crow or Servo came first. But um one of them is replaced by a robot named Beeper and he's scary looking. He looks like a I don't even know how to describe it. Like some gold dust pans kinda like glued together and like it's scary so um there were quite a few of those are you gonna look it up yeah i kind of want to do that okay yeah mst3k beeper uh, is it beeper do yeah I it's right? beeper okay. i don't even remember maybe I'm think- yeah maybe i'm thinking of like ktma gypsy oh he's cute okay no i'm thinking of uh, like old gypsy Look up Old Gypsy real quick. <laughs> old like, Gypsy? K- like, KT, yeah. So there's Gypsy as yeah, she is. She's fine. Um, 
I want a pony. Yeah, it's the Christmas episode. Now type in KTMA. And luckily we can edit this all out, because yay, podcast. <laughs> yeah. There she oh, is. Oh, okay. Terrifying. Looks like something off of, like, a... Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple or something like that. Like, weird, <laughs> like, golden, badly painted and constructed. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, you know, humble beginnings. Yeah. Uh, and Joel Hodgson is a really cool guy. Huge inspiration for me as far as just, like, what I want to go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He grew up in, I just found this out, actually, doing research for this, in an evangelical church. And that actually inspired him to be an entertainer just because of how, like, you know... Uh, animated the service yeah. Yeah. and things like that. So, huh? Interesting. Yeah. No word on what his beliefs are currently. Yeah. I'm uh, just like. But it totally makes sense if you've ever seen I yeah. really those <laughs> those preachers uh, like get up there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, he went on to you know kind of he kind of a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. He does like uh, prop comedy mainly. Uh, he's a magician. He's a comedian. Oh, cool. Like he's rad. I love I'd him. Love to be. So, and you see, I just a, have a thing. I'd love to be a magician. You see a lot of that in the first run of the show, okay. which we'll call that like season one through seven. Okay. All on Comedy Central. Uh, he has, you know, Crow and Tom, and uh, they they talk to the mad scientist in the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, right before they show a movie. They're like, "Oh, hey, welcome to Satellite of Love. You know, I am Joel. This is Crow T. Robot. And, hey, and like talk, yeah. they'll do introductions, and then they'll have the invention exchange, which is like." The mad scientists demand they do a new invention every time. Oh, wow. So That sounds like a lot of work for each episode. Oh, but he was amazing at it. It's yeah. like, you know, obviously some are better than others. Yeah. But they're all really funny. Um, what's, like, one of my favorites? The, <laughs> there's, like, the wish squisher, which I thought was pretty funny. What is the wish squisher? Does, does well, it squash your dreams and yeah. wishes? Well, that's the, that's the fun thing, right? It's like usually Joel will make like nice inventions mm-hmm. and the mad scientist will make like these inventions to make like worse, right? <laughs> yeah. So the wish squisher, it's a machine. It's like a big coffee machine and you like you, and it's like there's magic, like yeah. prop comedy going on. Like in one take, he has a box and he opens it and he's like, oh, for Christmas, you've got all these game cartridges and of course like NES because yeah. it's like 1994 <laughs> and uh, he puts the lid on puts it in the machine takes it right back out and he opens it up again and it's like socks or something stupid like that <laughs> or I, you know I'm not remembering it exactly because it's a lot so, more clever yeah. you know I would but. be pretty happy with new socks for Christmas now well, because your dreams are dead and you're old Wow, damn. <laughs> damn. No, it's more like I spend my money on video games wow. instead of socks, so I wouldn't mind socks that I don't have to buy. If Bryce has replaced them with Jaguar. I'm Friday. kidding. I actually would love socks, too. I know, right? <laughs> Ooh, did you know MeUndies is making socks now? I still haven't had, like, tried any other products or anything like that. I... They're all up in my ads right now. Like, every they're, they're, they're I go to, they're too, all up in my ads. I'm like, what did I do? I, w- I will say, I want some more. I was... I almost thought they are they were super like, soft. They're all up in my ass right now. I'm like <laughs> another satisfied customer. <laughs> Me undies. No, but okay. Um, whoever says ads don't work though, there's another podcast I listen to. They're always fucking advertising for them. Yeah, like, no, they um, always do a segment. Like we, you know, I listen to a lot of Maximum yeah. Fun stuff. Almost everyone is sponsored by Me Undies. It's Squarespace, Me yeah. Undies, and then there's one more that's the food service. Blue Apron. Yes. Blue Apron. <laughs> uh, Nature Box is another. Yeah. Those, it's um, always like the same hey, which, five Which, by the way, ones. if any of y'all want to, you know, sponsor us. And then Casper. Casper. Also, some of the ones I've been listening to on How Stuff Works. 
Uh, <laughs> House of You're Forks. never going to be able to see that name again, <laughs> yeah. by the way. It's know, always going to be House of Forks. Um, WordPress. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there's, like, random ones that get thrown in. But, yeah, those are the main... Uh, oh, and... Um, Small aside, sorry. Stamps.com. <laughs> Stamps.com is another one. If, if Starburst would fucking sponsor us. This is a oh, shameless ploy to get. Yeah, there's really yeah, yeah. totally here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, they would start out with mm-hmm. that. Um, and then they would go into the movie, right? Okay. So they would you know, send the movie, and they go into the theater, and a lot of people will recognize, it's pretty iconic, uh, you see the movie like it's taking up most of the screen but yeah. there's like these silhouettes at the bottom yes, yeah which I've seen. and uh, so you can see like where Joel and Tom and Crow are right and they kind of just like riff on the movie from where yeah. they're sitting and sometimes they'll do like little visual gags and things they really bumped it up in the Netflix version because okay. they've well, got a bigger budget money, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like now uh, Tom they say that Tom has like a hover skirt right but how many times do we actually see him hovering? Zero, because he's like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the 90s. But in the new one, he, he hovers oh, he in the theater. He actually gets to hover. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, it's really cute, actually. It's like you'll see that uh, Joel, like, carries Tom in, like, every oh. time, right? Yeah. And passes him off to Kevin Murphy, who voices him. Uh, and that's, they had to do it just because of, like, uh, I don't know, like, just logistics of where they were sitting and mm-hmm. like, yeah. their time. But they, they have all these, like, really adorable hand waves in the show. Like, people would write in and be like, you know, why can't Tom fly into the theater? Like, little yeah. kids watch this and stuff. And I think his answer for that was there's an air vent right there, so he can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that's one thing I love about the show, more than anything else, is it has, through everything, heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all the creators are super nice people, and it really shines through in their work. So where did so okay? But you said they they essentially riff on it, right? So yes. is riff tracks what it like? Is that related or is that yeah, something absolutely. separate? Okay. Um. So, well, I can go ahead and jump into the Mike era because that's where we're asking okay. from. Okay. Gotcha. So, in jumping the gun. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I made a I made a mistake earlier. Get on I said, your phone I said again, the Joel sorry. era was from season <laughs> one to season seven. That was a total lie. I'm sorry. <gasps> that. That, that was just the Comedy Central run. Oh, okay. It switched to sci-fi in its later years. Um, Damn it, Kat. That's a cat. <laughs> I just She's felt... been watching your hands like this whole time. Like, I just... I'm going to get up there. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I just feel like needles in my legs. I'm so I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's okay, Cassie. If you need to shoot her away, you can. Sorry. No, it's all good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Joel actually left in the middle of season five. He was having creative differences with Jim Mallon, and it just wasn't anything that they could reconcile. Oh. So... I mean, it was tasteful. It was like, you know, he, uh, one of the, it's actually one of the best episodes of the show is Mitchell, and he departs, and the host segments during the episode introduce Mike Nelson. Mike Nelson was the head writer for the show for, like, a really long time while Joel was there, and they had agreed that he was going to take it over, so even if there was, like, kind of, you know, disagreement, there wasn't really bad blood in the takeover. Oh, gotcha. That's cool. So, Mike is hilarious. So, it's like they introduce Mike as a temp worker for the mad scientists and they're like uh, Joel finds a way to escape and they are like well we need a new subject now so <laughs> conk him on the head send him into space <laughs> you know they redo the theme song for like oh, new okay, seasons so yeah. for when that happens and I, that is like the word it's like so they conked him on the noggin and they shot him and just like oh that's cool okay so, so they really it, like that was seamless almost yeah yeah okay yeah 
it, it's like middle of the season, so yeah. it's like oh, wow. also it the just, fact that like anyone would want to escape from torture. Right, and that's pretty much torture. That's another hand wave. Uh, they c- they couldn't find the escape pod because it was in a crate labeled Hamdingers, and I'm like, what is a Hamdinger? <laughs> MST3K is packed with, like, all these inside references that you're pretty much not going to get unless you lived in, like, Minneapolis in, like, the 90s. Okay. It's crazy. Apparently, Hamdingers was, like, a packaged meat that was sold locally <laughs> for, like, two years. There's no I'm way like, you're going to get that yet. No one. See, my thought was, like, it sounds like Humdinger, like, a weird, just, yeah. you know, if you can't think of a name. Yeah. Or, you know, kind of the same thing as a thingamajig. Right, and it's, it's a goofy show, so yeah. they... It's still funny, even if you don't necessarily get everything. Tell him. But, so with Mike, um, his first episode was really good, too. That's the brain that wouldn't die. Uh, and uh, they went on for the rest of the run, right? Until, like, season 10. Y'all yeah. are just laughing at the cat. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm telling you about my passion. It's just I'm sorry. ridiculous. She's so into, like, trying to oh get you to her. Oh, my God. Really? She's trying just, so hard. The attention's fun. All right, I love, so anyway. I love her. I do. But, uh, so, yeah, Mike was host for season five up until season ten. Um, there was a transition, uh, in season seven to eight. Okay. Season seven only had, like, eight episodes, I think. Oh, wow. Maybe less. Because Comedy Central, I think they had, like, a management switch, and the CEO was, like, I remember the quote. It was like, "Get that fucking puppet show off the air." Wow. She hated it, and oh my gosh. It, it was like the flagship show. It really launched uh, the comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, pretty unfair, but they couldn't really do anything about it. So, uh, but it got picked up like immediately by Sci-Fi. Yeah. Which, which also, makes sense. Right, because that's the movies they riff on are mostly old uh, science fiction. That's what, yeah. where the name comes from. Uh, old fantasies, uh, old dramas are really good sometimes. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about those in a second. But, uh, so, got picked up by Sci-Fi. They had some cast changes there, too. The guy who voiced Crow and who played, like, the main mad scientist, mm-hmm. um, Trace, uh, oh, his last name. <laughs> I was, it's spelled B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. My entire life, I've been pronouncing it Beulio because I'm a moron. <laughs> and... I, I was out at a game night two nights ago talking to my friend Dwayne about how I was going to do the podcast. Yeah. And he's like, oh, did you go see Rift Tracks Live? I got to go see, uh, you know, Trace Blue. I'm like, like the fucking Jungle Book? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's how it's pronounced. I would have like, never guessed that, by the way. Well, also, okay. like, you said it was like B-E-A-U. It's like French. Um, yeah. so, I mean, we B-O- worked with someone mm-hmm. whose name was Bo. Yeah. And it was pronounced, it was spelled, spelled like, that way. Yeah, so, spelled like, B-E-A-U. Yeah, yeah B-E-A-U. Bolu or something like that. Bolu? Never heard of it. I can't even do this. Forget it. It's Crow and Dr. Forrester. So he decided to leave the show at that time, too. And, you know, it's the internet's like a big thing. People were already fighting over, like, Joel and Mike. Yeah. These super heated internet flame wars. Because also, even if separation is, like done well and no hard feelings like the fan base will still like split yeah something funny uh joel well people ask nowadays they'll ask joel and mike you know like what do you think of all those crazy wars and joel's like i would go on for fun and like anonymously add my own thing and be like mike is amazing and everyone would like rail on me i'm like that's amazing yeah that's great so uh bill corbett took over as crow uh seasons eight and uh, through 10. 
and the hand wave was uh, at the end of season seven. They thought that was going to be the end of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So they did this whole take on like 2001: A Space Odyssey, oh, cool. where they just like turn into pure energy at the end and like dance <laughs> at the end, of, like edge of the universe. Yeah. And so they come back, and it's like a million years later. Oh wow! They actually yeah yeah, yeah they did a time skip, and Crow has been on the ship for like 500 years because he got bored <laughs> and they're like you've just been here the entire time and he's like uh yeah hey servo who are you like to mike yeah like, he doesn't remember who mike is and you know his voice is different and stuff yeah and um it takes him like a couple episodes to actually remember who mike is <laughs> that's funny i love new, that they played on that yeah, yeah new scientist uh mary Jo peel uh plays the main scientist now um so uh, that that kind of makes me think of whenever uh futurama switched networks yeah. They would always poke fun or make some type of like pun or joke about yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. they switched and what they came from and where they're at now. Yeah. That's a, that's exactly what uh, they And did. I mean, yeah. after they, you know, Futurama came back after, you know, how many years of a hiatus, the first episode was rebirth. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, the funny thing was with sci fi, their only stipulation for having them switch was you have to have like an actual plot to the show. Oh. And they're like, that's not what we made the show for, actually. Yeah. Um, the space thing is kind of just a flimsy excuse for us to make fun of bad movies. Yeah. What do you want us to do? So you'll see, they change the theme song, like, every season. Because <laughs> it's, like, Pearl, like, the mad scientist, yeah. and her two cronies, who are dual roles. Tom and Crow play yeah. the other guys. Um, we'll chase them across time and space in their little space RV. <laughs> and they end up like in ancient Rome, and like Mike destroys like three planets by accident, and like. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so there's like a lot of that stuff. Just right? to shoehorn, just to essentially. Uh, Give a story. Yeah, line. make someone in a CEO's chair happy. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they're clever. Other times they're like. It's blatant. skippable. Yeah. There, there's one I particularly hate on a really good episode, and I can't quite remember which it is, but they encounter these like space children. They're, like, obviously adults just, like, with shoes on their knees, you know? Um, <laughs> but it could have been funny, but it just comes off as, like, really irritating. Yeah. So, otherwise it's cool. And then, like, the new season, a uh, whole new cast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really... so no one from the old uh, one is in this one? In the Netflix one? No. Uh, oh, okay. Joel was, like, a main consultant, obviously, like, okay. producer. But it's Jonah... What's his last name? John Are Heston. The... Are the robots the same robots? Just nope. different voice oh, actors? Oh, so everything's different. Oh, 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 same robots, different okay. voice actors. That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because so I was like, I thought same. I saw the same robots. Yeah. So. And I guess the the main thing that you should know, it's like people are going to have a preference towards Joel or Mike either yeah. way. I think uh, Jonah on the reboot has got like his own cool thing going on. He's kind okay. of like a nice happy medium. Joel, his comedy style mm-hmm. is very, he's very relaxed. He has like this uh, sleepy eyed persona, kind of like almost a stoner thing going on. Okay. Yeah. Because in the KTM eras, he would stay up to like 3 a.m., making sure everything was fine. He'd be like really tired. <laughs> so he kind of carried that over because that yeah. was neat. And so he's just very gentle and kind of very dry and very subtle Canadian. humor. Those are very, like, those are very Canadian accents. Well, he's, yeah, like, they're... from fucking Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same thing. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> People in Canada are going, oh, no! <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look, it's not like when I shit all over Arkansas, like, a couple weeks ago. How dare you? That's the whole episode. I just, like, constantly I listened to that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I only lived there till like, six. Yeah, I thought uh, yeah, so, and then Mike, when he took over, he has a more, 
especially when Bill Corbett came on, it became like a more like faster paced, like a little more cutting and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of a lot of people resonate with Mike more because it's more of like the comedy you would see like nowadays. Okay. okay. Um, whereas Joel's is still good. It's just I actually that's my first episode was a Joel episode. Yeah. Now to tie it back in, I'm sorry I got off on a tangent. Rick You're tracks. You're totally fine. We go no. on tangents you, all the time. You yeah. asked about Rick tracks. Yes. Uh, after the show ended, Joel took some of his crew mm-hmm. and Mike took some of his crew and kind of just like did the same thing as Mystery Science Theater just live. Um, so Joel had cinematic Titanic and he would tour with, I believe he toured with like Trace and like Mary Jo and like Jay Elvis, some of the old, you know, vets yeah. mm-hmm. of the show and they would go around and they would riff live on movies. Oh, okay. Uh, riff Tracks does the same thing. They tour and they're still touring cinematic Titanic's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but their thing was we want to riff on like blockbuster movies like stuff that's okay. coming out right now that's gonna be really popular how do we get around the copyrights so they're like ah oh, we make an audio track that you play along with it because they can't sue us for just making like an audio track that you can play maybe with the movie exactly yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah. so they sell them for like a buck each uh, last I checked and you just play it along with the movie and it's wildly funny. It's exactly the same thing you're going to find on Mystery Science Theater, mm-hmm. just with big franchises like Transformers and, and like Twilight and like The Room. Now, who does that? Is that that's Mike? Mike. Or... Okay, that's Mike. And uh, Bill Corbett and Kevin Murphy, who plays Servo for like most so it's of like the okay, gotcha. Some of the people. That's pretty much like yeah. the people, right? Gotcha. So they're so still doing that. They that they tour and they sense. meet people. They've come to the Bellcourt quite a few times. So I haven't got to see them. It's like a bucket list thing for me. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. But uh, that should happen this year, hopefully. Woot. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that's a local theater that shows a lot of kind of uh, sometimes indie films or like older films there's like in... the art house theater yeah, in Nashville. yeah historic location I love that place so that's kind of like the history of the show yeah uh, do you have any questions before I move on to like the underrated like what you should watch to really get into it no, that's my question what where should someone start it's a like us never seen a single episode yeah. but like we know a tiny bit about it yeah okay perfect so there's two things you could do, right? Uh, a really good place to start just to see if you'll like what they're doing, mm-hmm. they do shorts. Oh. A lot of the movies, they edited down for time and they had to fill the gap, so they would pick like the little, you know, sci-fi serials from like the 50s yeah. and like, little PSAs and things like that huh. and like little educational films and they would riff on those for about 10 minutes. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so, so kind of bite-sized. Yeah, it's a nice way to... Um, see if that's something you're into or not yeah and some of my favorites my favorite of all time they did a gumby short one time oh, oh, God. i love gumby <laughs> robot robot rumpus i think was the name i, of I it. loved gumby too and yeah. uh that's a mic one okay and the riffing on it is just so tight and it's already like a ridiculous short i mean also like, gumby is like really weird show to watch yeah it's 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 because also, like, um, I, I had some of it on VHS. Because, um, you know. It hasn't necessarily aged well. Um, well, also, <laughs> like, like it's not, there's it's an not episode well. where he, like, travels in time and sees George Washington crossing the Delaware. Oh, God. Like, that's one of the ones I had on VHS. Is that, like, original Gumby, or is that newer I liked newer Gumby with the yellow horse. What the hell was that guy's name? Pokey. Pokey, Pokey, yes, thank you. Yeah, Pokey was in that one. Wait, not the orange one. 
Sorry, not the horse. The I dinosaur. Didn't, I didn't know there was like a new There's one. a yellow dinosaur and There's a blue a yellow... fish or bird or something. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. those. Those, I don't those were like... Like, those were like Gumby 2.0 because like oh. there was a later I didn't know about and those and there was four like heroes like huh heroes. yeah no yes. the ones I watched was Gumby and Pokey because um, uh-huh. also there's one episode where they end up going into like an oven and they're like pastries are being made but it's like mm-hmm. oh no they could accidentally get turned into one of the pastries huh yeah, I, I didn't guy. know there was. Oh, oh no! Purple and goo. There See, I would have been totally into that because that's a he little yellow favorite. dinosaur. That's adorable. Yeah, he was my favorite. Wait, the goo so looks similar there, though. Or she's the not blue a bird. One. I don't know what the hell she's. Blue one looks similar. <laughs> she's like a whale. Oh, a woman. That's what I was. She's thinking. a whale. A like what is she? I have no idea what she is. <laughs> Jesus. Um, do yourself a favor and Google this. <laughs> yeah, that's. But yeah, so this whole little Gumby family, oh, no. that was I, what yeah. I remember. Well, okay, really? well, in the short, huh. the family is there. Okay. okay. Like, his mom and his dad are there, and Pokey's there, but uh, the little side characters are not. Okay. So it's like Saturday morning, and I don't know, I, again, I really haven't watched any Gumby besides just the short. Yeah. So his, I don't know if his voice has always been like this, but he's like at the table, and he's like, Mother, can I have a glass of milk? <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> fucking, like, affected. And it's like... Uh, you know, finish your chores, Gumby. <laughs> like, and uh, her, she's made out of clay, right? So she's like a little blonde hair, and her yeah. her boobs are kind of like um, it's yeah. just angled, right? It's triangles. Yeah. And it makes her mad, and like one of the robots, so, that really squares my breasts. <laughs> um, and so he makes like these robots to help him with his chores and stuff, oh and God. they get out of control. It's of really funny. There, I think at the end, like uh, like. They get rid of all the robots, and somehow, like on on the end title, one of the robots' heads is like above their garage, and Tom and Crow freak out. They're like, "Oh, they hung his head!" Like, <laughs> like just like. Oh so it's God. really funny. Uh, there's that. Mister B Natural is one of the most famous shorts. It is a black and white 1950 educational film trying to encourage children to get into marching band. Oh my and gosh. It stars... Okay, the fact that we were all in marching band. Yeah, we were well, all in marching band. Or in band. Like. Yeah. No, I, I marched... Well, I, I did march I, once. Mm-hmm. I marched a few times. I, yeah. I loved marching. I was in the pit and I never had to march. It was oh, great. Nice. I, see, um, I loved marching. Well, I, here's the thing. I was really stupid when I was a kid. And now. But even more oh so when I was a kid. But uh, when I first got into the band, I knew I was even playing the xylophones and stuff. Yeah. I knew it was a marching band. So when I saw that they had wheels, I was like, that's how we do it. We have to wheel them Ooh. around. The field. <laughs> like, no, that's not actually. Oh, no. man. But, oh, uh, so cute. Mr. B. Natural, it's <laughs> the lady who plays Mr. B. Natural. It's like a Peter Pan situation going okay. on where you have this young, kind of androgynous, sprightly woman mm-hmm. playing Mr. B. Natural. And this is back in the 50s, yeah. where oh, no. gender expression really wasn't as, like, And I've seen some of those free. educational videos from, like, that era. They're rough. Well, They're she, always fucking rough. She's just so manic in the character. Like, she pops out of nowhere. I think the kid's name is Buzz, and Buzz um, is going to learn trumpet. It's pretty edgy. And oh, so she, you know, broop, pops up. It. It's like, hi, Buzz. I'm Mr. B. Natural. Like, oh, let me show you the wonders of music. Like, Mr. B natural, like oh, you know music? <laughs> like not B flat. 
No, and it's like, oh yeah, music is everywhere. It's been around for forever. Knew your father I did. And one of the robots is just like, you stay away from my father. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's... It's really great. So we need to check out those two shorts. Um, yes. So if we watch those and we like them, then what should we do? Okay, well, here's the thing. I want to talk about the underrated episodes. Okay. Anyone can go on, like, you know, top ten of MST3Ks, and you're going to yeah. find, like, the list of the fan favorites. Yeah. And they're all really good. I'll, I'll go ahead and toss out without explaining. Um, my favorites from Joel era that you'll find on there. Pod People is really good. Uh... Let's see. Ega, Cave Dwellers. There's a lot of, like, caveman, like, sword and sandal kind of films. Oh, okay. I, they they did, like, all the Hercules films. I happen to oh, love wow. those. So, yeah. So, I'm a sucker for those. Jason and the Argonauts and all that yeah. crazy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> those are great. And then a lot of fan-favorite Mike episodes are really good. Like, the one I always show people when we start out is Final Sacrifice, mm-hmm. which is a season nine episode about a cult in Canada and this teenage boy uh, like joining up with this bemolded like old man in double denim named Zap Rousdower and they just like truck across Canada to try and figure out what's going on with this cult. Oh it's God. so funny. Like, it's so weird. Okay. The movie's already really weird. Yeah, like it's yeah. already and so, I just So Final Sacrifice, check out for sure. Uh, Werewolf's really good. Zombie oh, really? Nightmare is good. You're, you're recommending one titled Werewolf. Well, <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, go with what you know. <laughs> but you want okay, so underrated though. So those yes. are fan favorites, right? Right. Okay. Uh, hit me with the doc again, and we'll because I think I listed. You did. Yeah. Up in the tab. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Slow down a little bit. Cool. So underrated episodes. I. Santa. Okay, I just want to say, <laughs> looking at the titles, uh-huh. two jump out at me for very different reasons. Okay. Uh, the Girl in Lover's Lane. Oh, I'm going to talk about that one. Girl in Gold Boots. Okay. <laughs> really? The touch of Satan didn't stand out to you? <laughs> not really. How Tormented that... did not stand out to you? How does that not stand out to you? It, it just Okay, The Girl in Lover's Lane makes me think of like... Old folk music, specifically like the Smothers Brothers, because I did like a few different, like kind of, uh-huh. just kind of, dun, 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 well, like kind of have... happy, bumpy, like yeah. you know, just like feel good, like yeah, um, you know, songs. That's what that title makes me think of. And then Girl in Gold Boots just makes me think of like the Broadway show Kinky Boots. Yeah, because that's wow. like what. So like very different reasons. Our minds go very different ways. Because yeah. honestly, when I saw the Touch of Satan, I thought it was a <laughs> satanic B side of Britney Spears' Touch of My Hand. That's <laughs> okay, what well, I thought. When I saw that Outlaw was. Gore, I almost thought it said God from over here. Because I'm kind of far away. I was like, yeah. Outlaw God. That sounds cool. That sounds that would be way cooler than what it actually is. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about Grown Lovers Lane because yes. that is like the most underrated episode in the entire run. I think it's one of my favorites. It is a Joel episode. Okay. Okay. Since I started with a Joel episode, uh, mine as well. Start with, I mean, yeah. Joel was also first. Right. So, um, Girl in Lover's Lane. MSU3K, they're, they did mostly sci-fi and fantasy, but mm-hmm. occasionally they would get into, like, these dramas that were, like, from the 50s, black and white, very ridiculous. Yeah. So, Girl in Lover's Lane focuses on this young man named Danny who runs away from home with a $1,000, which 
in the 50s. A lot of money. money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So he runs out to the train yard and hops a boxcar only to find that he's not alone. There is a seasoned drifter. Sorry, I'm like, this is like my favorite. I love it. Named Bix. Bix. B-I-X. Okay. Dugan. And as soon as he introduces himself, they all go, Big Stupid? Like, who is this? <laughs> and they just call him Big Stupid the whole thing. Um, I just want to say, like, we have Buzz, Z's, and then Bix with X, because yeah. X's and Z's are kids, very, man. It was very edgy. Uh, yeah. Edgy names. They were also going snorting on soup. Little yeah. did they know. So, uh... Danny, for some reason, like, Bix takes Danny under his wing, and they go into, like, this little town, right? And the first thing they do is, like, go to a diner. It's just that there's so much good about this episode. Um, They really play up, like, the characterization of these two protagonists, right? Like, Bix is, like, the weathered, like, almost a Han Solo type, because he's kind of an (laughs) anti-hero, kind of like a dashing rogue. Yeah. Um... But just stupid. And then Danny is... They make him out to be, like, this overly naive, like... When they go to the diner at first, he's, like, in the movie. Like, yeah. hey, how about we get something to eat? He's, like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, kid. And they're just, like, oh, is that good, Mr. Bixel? Just shut up in my job now? Figuring out what to eat? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just dumb. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, so, <laughs> there, there's a girl... Uh-huh. The you know the girl in Lover's Lane. Yeah, her name is Carrie, and she's very pretty, and she's a waitress, and it's her father's restaurant. So you know, uh, they go in, and Bix immediately is attracted to her, and she's very shy, but they kind of like start this romance up, and um, there's this creepy dude named Jesse, uh, that like kind of has like an odd eye thing going on oh no he looks like Birch a little bit <laughs> oh no and he's like obviously attracted to Carrie but in a creepy stalker might kill her kind of way so he and... has to show it in the way he looks yeah well no it, he's, he's genuinely creepy in the movie he's like uh there's a part where he kind of just comes in while Carrie's with her friend mm-hmm. and she's like you know uncomfortable she's like you know here's the list of things you need to get from town Jesse like, you know what you're supposed to do, right? And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's kind of just staying there. Yeah. And she's like, well, go ahead. And he's like, I know. Just, <laughs> just like, looking at you. And it's like, ugh. Oh, wow, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, but, no. uh, yeah, that one's really good. Uh, just the riffing is super tight. Yeah. Um, the host segments are really funny. They do a take off of that one Johnny Cash song. It's like, I hear the train coming, coming around the bend. Um, oh, yeah, okay. They do a whole like parody of that oh. because of the train yard. Yeah, um, I think in like Crow's stanza, like it ends up dumping toxic waste and like people's skin falls off. Oh <laughs> gosh! <laughs> oh no! And Dom's is nice just by eating a sandwich in the club car. <laughs> 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 uh, so that's one of my favorites, and I would recommend that. Okay. Nice. What's the Santa Claus one? Okay, so one of the ones that I'm pops up on of like course. top twenties. Is the Joel Christmas episode, which is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, my. And it's a great episode. It's uh, really, really good. Okay, you're um, also telling this to someone who loves Christmas, celebrates Christmas all year long. The tree's still up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is too, actually. Yeah, busy. I love it. But that's the one I'll probably start with. Um, yeah. he, he, 
around when he first started working right beside me. Mm-hmm. He had a Bing Crosby um, little thing that it's he kept on his desk. It's in my animatronic Bing. And yeah. Sadly, had to be put out the pasture. Oh, yeah. man, what happened? It doesn't it work because, really like, I tried. R.I.P. It is not. <laughs> he had a little, he has a mic, and the tree's there, and it's the scene from, like, he's in the Santa costumes from uh-huh. the end of White Christmas. And he's, uh, and, and, like, the his... light, it lights up, uh-huh. and he sings the song, yeah. and, and he moves. And, like, his, his, his eyes glow red. There, there was some Gregorian not... chanting. No, but that's nothing not anything to do with it. But after numerous tries, I think he didn't. <laughs> there were some ululations, but it was fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was weird goat stomachs at the bottom Rose of the thing. Rose did accost me in the parking lot, but it was well, okay. Whatever, okay. He's got to <laughs> express himself. He's been accosted by birds. Oh, dude. It's a bing. Those birds fucking suck. Okay, anyway. So, uh, Sam, uh, yeah. Martian Santa Claus kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. You had um, me at Santa, but Martian. Is okay, all. but no one talks about Mike's Christmas episode, which is just held Santa Claus, and it's really funny in its own right because it's just as ridiculous. No one talks about it. Oh. It is a <laughs> Spanish movie. Oh. That they dubbed. I mean, t- what? <laughs> well, o- older. Some of the older Spanish movies can be like completely fair. over the top and weird. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. So it is. I think it was made in Mexico and. They had they dubbed over it in English very poorly. Yeah, and, of course. Um, it follows Santa. He doesn't live in the North Pole. He lives like in a cloud kingdom above the North Pole, and he has like all of these children. Kind of like that. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's neat. Like it's yeah. Because also, cool if he's in the South Pole, why know, not be he's more fantastical? Lando. It's just <laughs> <laughs> he's Santa Lando. <laughs> so he has instead of elves, he has like these little children from all over the world in his employ, and. So he's a slave trader. Basically. <laughs> I mean... That's, okay, not so well, magical anymore. Well, I mean, elves, um, they want to be there. It's about to get a lot less magical, oh, trust me. So, no, there's actually, like, a whole, like... It has to be, like, 15 to 20 minute montage in the beginning of the movie of him going to... There's, like, a narrator, right? Yeah. And they go around to, like, you know, children from all over the world help Santa with his, you know, uh, work. Like, here are the children from Tahiti. And, like, oh, they gosh. go to all these different countries. <laughs> oh, my god! And all the kids play, like, a song from their native language. And it goes on for forever. And you get to USA. And it's, like, a little boy in, like, a cowboy hat. And his, oh. like, you know, two-year-old sister on, like, a little glockenspiel. Like, Mary had a little lamb. Like, it's oh, so It's so... so weird. And then, um... He has the reindeer. They're like animatronic, like reindeer. Oh, and are they scary looking? Oh, they're terrifying. Okay, uh, and they laugh. Like they have like kind of like you can see the whites of their eyes like rolling around. They're like ha ha ha, and crow's like that's just pure nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, that sounds awful, I mean, but I really want to like see it. It should be a horror. Film, I really like want to see horror it. Film. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's where it gets. Here's the twist, right? So that's Santa, and uh, but back on Earth, yeah, we focus on this little girl named Lupita, and as Tom calls her, she's aggressively cute. She is a little; she can't be more than like five years old. Yeah. Um, and all she wants Let, for let's Christmas. Let's just call her Loop. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> so little. You need to finish the Adventure watch, Zone. Not watching the Adventure Zone for sure. Listen to it. Loop is my favorite character. There, there's anyway. a character called Loop. Gotcha. So, uh, little, little loop over here. 
She just wants a dolly for Christmas. No. But her family's too poor and they can't Aww, afford one. Just a simple wish. So, uh, you know, she's like shopping with her mom and she thinks she might like steal the doll. <gasps> right? And then we cut down to hell and the what? devil is there. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Okay, um, I've been watching Black Mirror, uh, which we'll eventually have to do an episode about. A black mirror at outer limits yeah. and electric dreams and all that. Uh, but anyways, maybe think there's this one episode spoiler <gasps> where someone goes through drastic measures to get a teddy bear. Oh, I love that episode. And they go to hell. You do? I do actually. And they go to hell. They might as well be in hell. Um, that is. We can edit this out. That is white bear, right? No. No. Was it? I don't know. Metalhead, I think. Haven't seen it. Never mind. <laughs> well, now you know. No, nope. right. there is another well, thing that spoil it now because I want to see it, it. But no, not that teddy bear. Oh, wait, does the bear eat her? I'm not going to say anything other than Damn that. Someone goes through some terrible stuff to get a bear. I okay. really need And it's like, it's not worth that. What's it called? Metalhead? I think it's Metalhead. Yeah, that's it. It's a time scene. Yep. Yeah. Uh,. So yeah, we, we cut down to the we cut down to actual hell, like literal hell. Don't like, done. There's fire. It burns too. It's underground, and oh uh, the devil comes out, and he's like. So in in this like say that one seems like God because he's in the clouds. Yeah. And then we have. No, it's an ethical hell. battle between Santa oh and gosh. the devil. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, for real, and no one talks about it. <laughs> and the devil's name is Pitch in this, and he is like a little goofy, you know horns and pitchfork very traditional yeah. um and he's like oh if only lupita would steal the doll she would be a bad girl and then santa would not give her a present and um oh my god but she keeps being just like unfailingly good this because amazing, she's adorable so this also sounds a little bit like the book of job does it slightly like the actual from the bible book of job slightly how because <laughs> wait have you have you read the book of job or it's a long book <laughs> I mean, I had to for class. Um, Wait, I, you had to read the no. Book of Job. For yeah, because there's also a play that's about. Uh, all I know about the Book of Job is Job gets shit on, and God was like, "Believe well, in me some more." He's like, "Okay, I will." Well, well the thing is, like, you know, God's like, Job is good and perfect, and you know, yeah, you can put him through hell, but he's still gonna be faithful. And so, like, you saying that made me think of like. Because Satan's like, this is going to get him. I'm going to kill his kids. And so, then yes. he'll turn yeah. to me. So essentially then he'll be back. it is. That's, what it, that's why it made me. With Santa. Yeah. With Santa. With Santa, with Santa who can't afford real reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, and a tiny girl instead of a, an adult with kids. Right. So that's, it's just zany. It's like super I weird. I want to see that so bad. But it's really interesting too. <laughs> okay. So Santa and now Claus, it's just called Santa Claus. It's just called Santa Claus. I want to see that so bad. It should uh, be really easy for you to remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. That's awesome. So, uh, any other pop out at you or can I? Go ahead. Let's see. I really like Overdrawn at the Memory Bank and no one talks about it. <laughs> it that's another Mike episode. That's a sci-fi era. Santa Claus is still Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, I think Overdrawn is season nine. It stars Raul Julia, who played Gomez on The Addams Family. Oh, oh crap, he's in it. Yeah, he's like a good actor. Yeah. yeah. But it's just a terrible movie. Street Fighter would have you think otherwise. But yes, yeah, he's, exactly, he's, also, exactly. he's a good actor. Uh, so it's based on this 
like sci-fi novella or short story or something. I think it was like a made-for-TV movie, but he it's like this dystopia future. I mean, that's um, kind of what it sounds like with the title. Like yeah. That. Well, he is working like this dead-end office job where nothing really happens, and so he has managed to like hack into the computer and look up these cinemas. I'm using air quotes that are apparently forbidden. People aren't allowed to watch movies in this world, right? Oh, gosh. And so he pulls up Casablanca. Which is kind of funny, considering Mystery Science Theater has been yeah. watching movies. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fantastic. Yeah, so he gets in trouble for pulling up Casablanca at work. Yeah. And they have, like, the great line, like, don't pull up a good movie in the middle of your terrible movie, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um... So he gets in trouble, and they sentence him to a 72-hour rehab at the Doppel Center. And they throw out, like, all these weird-ass, like, sci-fi terms. Yeah. It gets to the point where it's, like, <laughs> they they just start devolving the riffs into goofy Dr. Seussian language. It's like, oh, get some flavor chips for your Flavo Fives, and, like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So what's a Doppel Center, right? Yeah. He goes, you don't find out until, like... He gets there and is mm-hmm. already halfway into the thing that they put an implant into your brain and they transfer your personality or a duplicate of your personality, like doppelganger, yeah. into an animal. And people do this as a recreational activity, right? This sounds like it should be a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. I mean, it's like a neat concept, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just executed very poorly. Um, and people, usually they do it like as a fun thing. Like, he's in line, and some guy... Oh, sorry, I'm laughing, remembering it. Uh, some guy is like, uh, Oh, your first time Doppelin? Try as a stallion. You ride free, wind in your hair, nothing like it. And Raul's like, Oh, what can I get for 72 credits? And he's like, An anteater. Maybe. <laughs> and then, like, Crow's like, Wow, huge slam on anteaters out of nowhere. I'm <laughs> like, What's wrong with anteaters? They're cool. Also, they have insanely long tongues. Like, they're crazy. How do you know that? <laughs> you Wait, know you don't know about that? No. I, not, that is not <sighs> against what I'm seeing right now. Common knowledge. That is, that's just, uh, people just don't know yes. about anteaters. Yeah. They, have, they have a long, sticky tongue, and that's, they put it into the hill, and, and they bring it out, and it's like, whoop, covered in ants. No idea. Oh, God, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> Which is fine, yeah, because I like cool. bizarre foods. Yeah. I like seeing people eat ants. But like that process. Have you ever seen gross. a hummingbird's tongue? No. Look it up oh, right now. Yeah, it's like really tiny and super fast and really low. It's like little <laughs> limbs, like long limbs. <laughs> not mockingbird, silly hummingbird. Oh, I thought you said mockingbird. Oh, no, hummingbird. hummingbird tongue. The goo mocks. Go mocks. God. It's my room now. I. It's me too, technically. You. Limb. Is that it? Yeah. yeah, and it like curls up in their head when it's not out. Oh, that's so weird. And okay, you... okay, now you have to look up anteater tongues. Yeah, it just looks like they're like you... peeing out of beaks. Right. No, it's adorable. <laughs> anteater. You guys really think this? Yeah, see, super long tongues. And that's like that's like less of a moon and more like. Okay, that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> They're so silly. Oh my god, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, see how like it can eat by like just sticking its tongue yeah. into the little ant hole and yeah. stuff and through. So Did that's... they actually show with the ants on it? You can find that. Well, I really want to see it. Uh, maybe anteater eating? 
It's gonna disturb me, I know. I mean, I think it's cool. They also eat termites, but yeah. Okay, I want an actual shot of the tongue. What the hell happened there? What is that? Oh. May had to search a video oh, to like get, because I've seen like slow motion videos. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see it, but man, yeah. anteaters are adorable. Yeah, aren't yeah, they're they? Really cute. So they they make the joke like more than once, like. About how they just kind of ripped on anteaters for no reason. Also, um, very true. Kind of n- another aside. Um, what was it called? King- was it called a Kingdom Hospital? The uh, Stephen King um, short series. I know what you're talking about. Had a- wasn't that a giant anteater? Or was that a, like a giant aardvark? I think it was a giant anteater. What are you talking about? I love Stephen King. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know of, like, I swear, I not that Stephen I, King, I don't know if it's associated with Stephen King, but I feel like I know what you're talking about. I think it's called Kingdom Hospital. Because I've heard that and term giant, somewhere. Um, you think giant artwork would stick out. But, uh, continue while I Google this. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he ends up getting doppled into a baboon named Daisy. <laughs> A baboon? Yeah. Well, and then there's a subplot with his, uh, like, technician who's, like, running it. Her name is Apollonia Jane, and it's just stupid. It's a great name, by the way. And she, you know, is monitoring him, like, through the course of his trip, and uh, she kind of has feelings for him, right? And something goes wrong, uh, and he, like, finds a way to, like, mentally break out of his doppel and like enter this like virtual kind of universe hmm. where like all of the other replicated consciousnesses yeah. are held right and some big corporation is like behind some kind of evil plot so it's like a conspiracy out. all of a sudden becomes yeah yeah so that's nuts it's just it's nice. like, it, that's a great weird ass concept that could be done with a budget yes yeah. it was kingdom yeah. hospital Okay. Is it Stephen King? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of that. Wow. Look it up. Is it a giant artwork? There's so many questions. That is giant... <laughs> type in Kingdom Hospital giant artwork and see what comes I was, was going to type in giant anteater. And we'll put the image that comes up in the post because <laughs> audience wants to know too. So, um, and we'll actually, in speaking of that, we'll actually put all these episodes in the show notes because be we great. want people to actually like go and check I, out some of the underrated ones too. You. And that's the best thing about MSU 3K. Um, one of the slogans for the show is keep circulating the tapes. Yeah. Uh, there like, is the mentality in the fan base that, you know, all this stuff should be free online. Yeah. Like, um, so almost all these episodes you can find on YouTube okay. for free. Uh, and then the new ones, of course, are on Netflix. Netflix. Right. Um, but like also all the and Comedy Central ones though it are... It's a giant anteater. Anteater, not artifark. Yeah. What the hell is an artifark? Like Arthur. <laughs> like Arthur. The cartoon? Yeah. yeah. He That's was an artifark. What do they do? I imagine they're kind of just go... like they're kind of just like ard and bark. <laughs> I was going to say, like, ju- say they just like ard. do they go to school and they wear sweater vests? <laughs> like evidently that's what they do. They make fists and be memes. It's yeah, crazy. that's what they do. So, uh, um, so that no, that's awesome. And by the way, I will say you have succeeded because I I actually want to go check some of these out. That's, that's an ard. That's great. Looks just like a damn anteater. I mean, they're, they're cute, related. Though. Well, they're both cute. It's almost like a pig. It's like a pig face, but a... Okay, it makes me think kind of like an armadillo without its armor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. 
this week on Nature Channel. Um, so yeah. I mean, uh, I could uh, probably do a whole podcast on animals. I gotta say, now we kind of need to do an episode on Gumby because I've been so curious about Gumby now. I want to do that. Um, um, no, I okay. I definitely want to go and like watch some of this stuff now. Success! Um, and now I know a few starting places because that's a lot of episodes, yeah. and that can be kind of daunting at times. Right, yeah. and I think the cool thing about MST3K is even in the sci-fi era where they try to have a plot, these are all standalone episodes. Yeah. yeah. You just pick whatever sounds good to you, and I promise you're probably going to have a good time with it. Yeah. yeah. See, that that's another thing. It's kind of like, it's more of an anthology show. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like Dragon Ball where you gotta go watch 150 damn episodes to catch up. I mean, right. do you gotta do you gotta watch it at all? I got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did at one point. I was gonna have to watch Dragon Ball Super. And then they went and canceled it. It went the freaking Lord. Uh, so um, yeah. Anyway, so we do we do have some things to plug though before yes. we go. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna go first? So my first thing is uh, another podcast you should listen to, which I've started listening to recently. Is called Stuff Mom Never Told You. It's um, hosted by How Stuff Works. That's why we were joking about House of Forks. House of Forks, because apparently Matt can't hear. Um, <laughs> My old age creeping up on me. <laughs> See, now you need to save that like the uh, is free. I'm gonna. Um, love it. But so I would recommend it to anyone and everyone to listen to. You know. Um, they make sure it's family friendly um, and subjects that may be a little um, mature. They always like warn ahead of time. Oh, okay. Just so like if parents need to have a conversation with their kids first, they can do that. Then listen to the podcast. Very nice. But like um, their one of their more recent episodes is why are millennial women so into horoscopes? Another one is can a marriage be feminist? Such a Gemini thing to say. Uh, <laughs> But there's also one about, like, saggy boob science and um, one about are women using wine to cope with the patriarchy. Yes. And <laughs> Episode uh, over. Spoiler. <laughs> no need to go ahead. And um, there's an episode about, like, girl boy scouts and um, lots and lots of different really interesting things. Um, they cover, like, older stuff that, like, you know, you can... Fine in like a dull history book, yeah. but maybe you want to listen to like one I listened to recently that I really liked was uh, women and ADHD because I am a woman and I do have ADHD. Me too. Oh, so. but so it's kind of cool because they also like go into the history and also a lot of statistics and studies about stuff like that too. So like really cool. I didn't find out that apparently uh, women ADHD like one of the reasons why a lot of times we don't get diagnosed until we're older is just because the symptoms are so different yeah. that like you know the squeaky wheel you know gets the oil. Um, kind of like the boys mm -hmm. they really act out a lot girls internalize more that's true and so that's why it's like oh gosh we have all these boys with adhd and then us we're over here like sitting in the corner like freaking the fuck out but we're doing it quietly and so no one knows mm -hmm. what we're doing um also that a lot of times it may not present itself like fully until you're like in your early 20s and part of that is probably because all of a sudden we're not like in our strict you know schedules that help us not go crazy mm -hmm. and like now we just have 
life fucking happening all the time, everywhere, nonstop. Yeah. Whereas before that, when you're in grade school, you know, even if life at home sucks, school, you still have a schedule. Yeah. But so, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and yeah, men, women, young, old, go listen to it. Nice. Alright, I would like to plug a podcast that I followed their Twitter like months ago and only just started listening to it like the other day. And it's just as good as I thought it was going to be. It's called Good Christian Fun. And it's hosted by, I got their Twitter up, it says, For the Atheist and the Believer, Good Christian Fun is a show all about the weird and wild world of Christian pop culture. Yeah. Uh, hosted by at uh, Kevin T. Porter and at Hi Caroline Marie on Twitter. Go follow them. Go follow Christian Fun Pod. I was raised in the church. I left when I was 13. And uh, a lot of the stuff she's talking about it was, it's very nostalgic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the one I started on was episode four is Veggie Tales, which oh I'm God. sure there is. There is a, a, I mean, okay. Bob the Tomato. I still <laughs> love Veggie Tales. <laughs> veggie Tales is amazing. Yeah, Veggie Tales is awesome. Yeah. I found out a lot of them are on YouTube the other day, and I was like watching some last night. It's, I think they say in the podcast, Fitch Tales is better than it has any right to be. It, um, yeah, it is. No, that it is. Very true. They, uh, it's very funny. They have, they do like bands. I think they had an episode on Jars of Clay and like, uh, it's really interesting actually. They had and, um, Travis McElroy on. Yeah, I was about to say the reason why I've actually heard of it is because of Travis being on it. Mm-hmm. He did an episode on McGee and Me. Yes. Oh my which, God, he used to I love mean, that okay, show. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> growing up here in the Bible Belt, yeah. they showed those shows and like Veggie Tales at school. Yeah. And so like that, like it just makes me think of like being in the oh computer lab watching this movie because for some reason we didn't have actual work that day mm-hmm. so they're showing a movie yeah, and, and it has to be a good christian movie right well yeah and as someone who grew up like it's just kind of part of the southern experience for yeah. a lot of people i think you grew up in church and uh they have guests on very frequently if not every episode and the first thing they'll do is they'll give the guest testimony and they'll say like you know what was your experience with the church growing up what's your yeah. relationship with the church and religion now mm-hmm. um and it's really cool to hear, like, all these different perspectives from people who, and maybe if they broke away from the church, like, why they broke away. Mm-hmm. And what their opinion on Christianity is today. Yeah. But How then, long has this show been going on? That show? Oh. Has that been running a while? I would love for them to get, like, someone like Carmen on or something. Someone I haven't I really, I think track it, of. I think it's fairly new. Okay. I think it might just be in, like, a second year. That's awesome. I love it. So, this. yeah. It's really cool. The hosts are very funny. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, all stuff that... I recognize, even the stuff I don't recognize, I still know about like tangentially yeah. because my mom is still very religious yeah. and all of our family friends are very religious yeah. and it's, well, I, I say that in a wary tone of voice, it, it's fine, <laughs> you know? So it's really cool. Totally go listen to Good Christian Fun. Again, that's, uh, let me scroll up. And reminder, uh, Travis is from the Adventure Zone. You Schmanners. find a way to plug it. Brother, my brother, my brother, me. I mean, the kind I'll, rewind. I'll back her up. Uh, is so good. My uh, lord. Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and uh, goodchristianfun.com. Very nice. No. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, mine is. Uh, I'm breaking the. Uh, the line here because everyone yeah. was doing a podcast and I actually I mean had I can't one. help it I listen to podcasts like all day yeah. long I had one in my brain and I honestly couldn't find Oof. it 
when I mean, we were I could name, like, ten podcasts for you. Yeah. Right There's a, uh, I'm really sorry, but you're actually fired now, and I'm the host with Selena. Welcome <laughs> to Chasing Geek, two point I mean, we knew this was coming <laughs> a while ago. I've been waiting for this moment, then. Uh, so Kitty's uh, all of a sudden is like, and our producer, Matt, <laughs> which Matt is our producer. Yeah, but that's by, like, that's, yeah, that's not a position that, like, that's the one that, like, fell into my lap. I didn't have to work to get I that mean, position. I mean, most people, like, I do love it when they're like, and they're a super producer, because also, we could not have a show without someone doing the work, mm-hmm. like, behind, like, us just talking. Mm-hmm. Producers are what make Superstar. sound good. Yes! Super <laughs> so, That's, you know, I'm going to say, and our producer co-host, Matt. Super ha, there you go. That's very nice. Uh, so, um... So mine is actually a book. I love how you're holding it, like they can see it, but I do love that we can. <laughs> yeah, I've got like the reading rainbow vibe going on. Yeah. Like, I like it. Oh, um, another, uh, listen to LeVar Burton Reads because it's... Oh my God, yes. For adults. It's so good. So good. Oh. Um, so that'll be a group one. That's yeah. a group recommendation because yeah. that is great. Uh, this one is actually uh, is Rust, which has been a series... Uh, this is actually the fourth volume and the sadly final volume. Um, okay. Well, though that means if you haven't gone into it yet, you can now read it in its entirety. Exactly. Now this isn't out yet. This is out uh, oh, later you got an early review this copy. month. This is out later oh. this month. Uh, which okay. So when I got I got to um, I'm going to get to interview okay, the writer. Okay, you're really of this. like loving all this, but you keep tapping. I know. I really love this book. It's very nice. <laughs> you can audibly hear how much he <laughs> loves this book. Okay. He's like caressing it and petting it. You would think he loved it more so than So truth his be told, dog. truth be told, the way this happened was I was I have to I'm doing an interview with the writer. Right. That's cool. So. I haven't read the series up until this point. I didn't realize this was the final one. Oh. I just read it because, oh, I have to do an interview. Well, then I read the back, or no, I start to get through through it. And I'm like, what am I missing? Because you feel like you're going in like okay, halfway. Okay, this makes me think of the bee and puppy cat issue. So well, you're going in like halfway because it feels like there's story there and you're not quite comprehending it. Yeah. So then I look at the back and it's like, oh, this is the heart-wrenching finale. And I was like, oh my God, whatever. So I finished reading it. It ends... Amazingly, if the rest of the series is as good as the damn ending, we're good. So you should go read it because it's fantastic. So anyway, uh, I will have whatever that interview gets done. Yeah. I will have that. But in the meantime, you should go read Rust because it's actually really freaking good. <laughs> I did not know about it before now, and I'm pissed that I started so with the what's, end. So uh, the... who created it? Uh, it is Royden Lepp is the... Uh, is the writer and the artist is actually the same, I believe. Hold on, because I think it's actually yeah, it's written and illustrated by Roy Zalette. Cool. Um, and the art is like, like it's it's really yeah, cool no, and I like, like the whole book is in that sepia tone. It's really pretty. So uh, anyway, you should go check that out. All of them are available now except for this one. And yes, I'm holding it because I really like it now. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> expecting like... him to like kiss it goodnight and like tuck it in. Archaea, Archaea. How would you pronounce that? We'll cut that out. Archaea? Archaea. No, well, oh, we got know. more. Because well, the I reminds me of, like, Gaia. Well, I don't know. It's not Salina. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we'll go with Archaea. There we go. Archaea. Archaea? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. So, anyway, that is my recommendation, and I will have links to that in the show notes as well. Watch both guesses be wrong and it's pronounced like it's, yeah. March Aya. It's something else. It's actually Good. pronounced just like uh, Johnson. Boom. Silent J. But, so, anyways. China. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, anyways. Come full circle. We did it. We did it. We did it. So, um, I want to thank you for coming on and recording with us. I was very excited to have you. So, I've now had Kay and Taylor on. Woohoo! Yeah, it was my pleasure. I had a great time. Um, Yes! So, now we need to get them both on. Absolutely. Because I have a lot of topics that I think we would all have fun talking about. Hi, Cat. Yes, Cassie Cat. Wow, uh, she I'm says like, hi too. I'm like fucking chopped liver here. She waited the whole show to get on me once. <laughs> and then she goes. Yeah, to I her. know. She's not. This is um, like half-assed. Not even anything. Else. But so, anyways, until next time, keep chasing geek. Deuces, everybody. Boop. I brought it back. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs>